0: The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 15, Overcoming Fear, and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to the Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. Once again, I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'm here with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, how's it going this week, my friend? I am good, Stephen. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. What is on the docket for this week's episode?
1: Well, at the close of last week's podcast episode, I promised everyone that this week we're going to talk about fear, uh, and specifically how to overcome fear. Uh, and I shared, I believe as I closed out last week's podcast that you and I have decades of uh, leadership experience together, but we both still face certain types of fears or insecurities, however you want to describe them. We still face those fears. And so, uh, I think what I'd like to share with our audience is first and foremost, they're not alone. They're not unique in the fact that they have fears. We'll talk a little bit about what are some of those fears that you and I have experienced and they like our listeners likely experienced. And then we certainly want to equip them, give them uh, kind of some tools that we see as ways to overcome that fear. How's that sound?
0: It sounds like a great plan. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and jump in.
1: Yeah, So, so the obvious is... Everybody faces fears. So as I said, I, I don't want you as a young leader, a new leader, or even somebody that's been in leadership for a long time and you're just plagued with these fears and you're thinking, how am I, you know, why am I so worried? Why am I so concerned about this? Because you are not alone. Every single person out there that's ever been responsible for any type of leadership, uh, they have faced these various kinds of fears. So please feel that way that you're not alone. Everybody faces it. Uh, but there is also hope to overcome these fears as well. Uh, but let's talk about some of the fears that maybe, Stephen, you and I have faced over the years. I remember early on in my leadership experience, it was all about how would the people, how would the team that I was leading, what would they think about me? You know, I was worried about how did they perceive me? How did they, what did they think about me? And especially back military leadership and things like that, I was really plagued with worry and fear around how my team perceived me as their leader. What about you?
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of that, Michael, has to do with folks that are early in their leadership journey, right? Because I think that's a natural, a natural response uh, that when you look inside yourself and you're a new leader, especially in the military, right? It's, and I know you and I have had similar experiences backgrounds and experiences in the military where we were oftentimes in a leadership role but very junior in age to many of the people we were leading and and that comes with some some challenges and a, the biggest challenge at times that has with new leaders and and leaders that face a more senior workforce that report to them is fear it's it's fear of how will they uh, respond to what I'm doing or saying how will they react what what will they think about me and mm-hmm. and you know what will that cause within my team will I lose respect so those are those are natural things more so I believe with new or lesser experienced leaders and and for you out there that are in that situation that is 100% natural it's normal we all go through it we all experience it. But the challenge is, and, and, the, and the most important thing is that, that Michael will unpack here as we get into the episode, is what do you do about it? How do you respond to it? How do you overcome it? So those are some of the things that w- when you talk about, about that dynamic of, of fear, that's what comes to my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, like, as you say, especially for new or, or young leaders it it's very very typical to have that initial fear of how will your team perceive you i know for me it grew from from there into fears you know around my own capabilities as a leader my own knowledge my own wisdom as a leader i used to really really concern myself with well what if i don't know all the answers what if i don't make all the right decisions you know what if someone asked me and and I don't know the answer. And, you know, and, and a lot of times when that's the case, we're really, really tempted. If we don't know the answer as young leaders, especially, and we're faced with this fear, we're tempted to just make something up, uh, you know, just make up an answer on the fly or, or make a decision on the fly when really what we should have is the maturity and the leadership wisdom to say, I don't know, but let's go find out, right? Let's go get to the right answer. Let's go get to the right decision but there was a phase for me where I really viewed that that answer from a leader of I don't know as weakness or incompetence. And, and, and so I had a lot of fear in the idea that, well, I don't know all the right answers. Uh, and, you know, it really hindered my leadership at times when I felt that way. Yeah. And you really feel
0: as a young leader, maybe that you should know everything. You kind of feel the weight of that responsibility Uh, It's easy to internalize that and have that weight and responsibility on your shoulders and really apply so much pressure to yourself that it's hard to navigate from that. And you and I have decades of leadership experience, and I can tell you with 100% certainty that you nor I know everything, have every answer, but it's, it's more about What do we do when we're faced and how do we respond when we're faced with things we don't know? And, you know, early on as a leader, uh, I felt I had a lot of self-doubt. I had a lot of self-doubt about myself for a lot of reasons, a lot of it because I just didn't have the experience and I didn't have a strong mentor early on. And I was trying to figure out a lot of things on my own and kind of forced into a leadership role that. You, you've you got to sink or swim in some cases. And, and you're like, I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. I want to make sure people view me with the level of authority that, that my role comes with. And you can apply so much pressure to yourself that you begin to second guess everything that you do, even things that would otherwise be so straightforward and simple, you can allow it to enter into your mind, into your psyche, and really paralyze you. So, so we've all been through it. I know I've been through it. I'm guessing you've been through it. And if you're going through it out there, you're not alone. And it, it's more important that you just recognize that that yeah. is a normal part of growth and leadership. And the quicker you can overcome it effectively and know how to respond to it, in the right way, or in the best way for that situation, that's going to put you ahead of others, uh, other peers of yours. And that's what we hope to uh, help you with in this episode.
1: Yeah. So many good points you make there, Stephen. And, 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 you know, one of the things I think we don't recognize as leaders sometimes is just how negatively our own internal fear and insecurities actually impacts our real leadership. You know, I I spoke of not knowing the right answer uh, and, and worried about not knowing the right answer, but also worried about what will your team perceive? Well, a lot of times when you're worried about, am I making the right decision? That will leave a young leader in a position where they just don't, they don't make a decision because they're worried that they can't make the right decision. So they don't make a decision. Well, guess what that does to the perception that your team has a view if you don't make a decision. In fact, your team would rather you make a bad decision than they had rather you not make a decision at all, right? So fear and uncertainty that I have in my own self about can I make the right decision stops me from making a decision. And lo and behold, it makes the other fear that I used to fear, you know, uh, of what does my team think about me? It makes that a reality now. They now think negatively of me because I haven't made a decision. And so you're right, these fears... Uh, we make them up a lot in a lot of ways. We, they're, they're completely made up. There's no evidence to the fact that you as a leader have to know every single answer. There's no evidence to that whatsoever, but we make that up and it impacts the leadership that our you know, that are those in our team are, are trying to follow. And, and you, a lot of times we just don't recognize that impact of our fears and our real leadership.
0: Yeah. And, and for leaders, uh, you know, leadership, regardless of industry, it requires a level of decisiveness, and it doesn't mean flying off the handle. It doesn't mean you know just um, guessing at things, trying to solve problems just willy nilly. But what it means is you you take the information you have, the situation that you're faced with, and you put that together and make the best decision you can. But you do so decisively, and fear can get right between you. And a level of decisiveness that needs to happen. And then that will, to your point, exactly correct, in my opinion, is I would rather someone make a bad decision than to be so indecisive and and overwhelmed or overcome by the fear of of what that decisiveness looks like. And, And then, in turn, don't make the decision. You lose respect, you lose credibility, and if it's wrong... If you do make the wrong decision, you're going to learn something from it. And chances are, um, because you put a, 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 that foot forward and took a step forward and made a decision and were decisive about it, you're going to learn. You're not going to repeat that mistake. And your team will look at you and say, you know what? I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. That was kind of tough. Maybe it was bad. Maybe it was good. But hey, it this guy, this lady, this leader is not afraid to confront the situation, make the decision, move it forward. And that's the type of leader that has a chance to be highly effective um, and, and really experience growth. And just, just to that other point about fear, and we talked about this uh, before we went on here, but fear, like the old adage and the old acronym is, fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear. And that's what it is it's largely It's largely in your head, and it's largely uh not reality, and chances are all of the things that leaders worry about, that consume themselves with regarding this this fear it, they're not going to happen ninety nine out of a hundred are never going to occur, and we worry ourselves about things that the likelihood of reality just, just isn't there. And we put all of this pressure on ourselves for really no effective reason. So, um, good, good. Just, I, I agree totally with, with,
1: um, with what you're saying there. So, uh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, it's, it, it's totally made up. I, you know, as I said, uh, what you're, you, you fear what your team will think about, you, think of you. Um, Well, let me ask a question. What does that matter? Right. You know, as long as you are influencing them and they're willingly following you and you're winning, you're accomplishing goals and so forth, don't worry so much about what they think of you. Right. Or, and to your point, leaders, we put too much pressure on ourselves. Well, this pressure, this idea that I've got to know all the answers to every, well, you can't get more pressure than that. Right. So we put these things falsely on ourselves. And I know, you know, in my career, the worries have just evolved, if you will. Uh, they're, they're no more, um, l- less burdensome on me than, than they ever were. But it, it one time it was, what was my, what did my team think about me? And then it was, what if I don't know all the answers? And it kind of moved to, well, what if I have such a big goal or, or, you know, our team is, has got such a big task and we can't actually accomplish it. You know, oh my word, is the world going to come to an end if I don't accomplish this goal with my team? And, and, and you know it's even evolved to the, to today, decades later, where where I feel like, well, I I've set such high standards. What if I can't always uphold those? What if the corporate world throws at me a scenario where my integrity gets dinged in some way? You know, I I can't uphold the level of integrity that that I'm trying to uphold, or or whatever it might be. Right? I'm just I'm setting these standards on myself as a leader, and I worry. Well, what if some situation comes up where those standards would be violated in some way by me. Right. So there's going to be worries. They're always, and they're going to change over the years. You're going to have them. But there is hope in overcoming those fears. Now, let me be clear. There's not any hope in eliminating the fear. I think, you know, Stephen, you and I have made the point, I hope, that the fear is always going to be there. But you can't overcome it. You can't eliminate it, but you can overcome it. And my one uh, in, my one most important action if it is action. That's the one thing in my experience that gets me over the hump, that gets me beyond fear is I just take action in whatever it might be. You know, we talked about decision-making. I'm fearful sometimes of a decision. Well, I just got to make it and go. Uh, because again, that's worse than not making it at all. Uh, but it, as soon as I make it and we get to work, we get after it, the fear starts to subside about that decision. And you see the team just, they get behind you and they get after it. You know, decisions made, they get behind you, they get after it. And that fear of making that decision now is gone. You've got, you've overcome that fear.
0: Yeah. And, and if you don't, if you're not able to take action or you don't intentionally take an action to begin to overcome it, what's going to happen is you're going to be thrusted into another situation that now you're going to have more fear. And then the next Mm -hmm. situation, you're going to have more fear. And before you know it, you're going to have so many things that need attention, that need decisions, that need your influence and input that Mm -hmm. you are really going to be like with bricks on your shoulders. And you're going to, it's not going to get easier. It's not going to get easier. The more you are not able willing or decide to take an action to overcome it if if that is not your personality and if that's something that you truly cannot overcome uh then maybe leadership isn't the right career path right and and that's okay that, yes it is that's okay because not everyone is is really a leader or and everyone's not really um cut out for it and that's okay you could be a fantastic individual contributor in a different, in a different way or a different skill, but it, it's, about, it's about confronting things. It's not about whether you have fear or not. It's about, it's about what do you do? Are you able to, to confront it in a way, even if the way doesn't solve the problem, but you've made a decision to take a step forward to, to attempt to solve it? That's kind of a uh, a brave thing to do, and action will create that momentum that you need to begin to begin to overcome it and you, you told a story um i I saw another piece of a content you did on YouTube where you told a story. I'd like you to tell it here because I think it really really talks about the the fear aspect of leadership. And the story was around a toddler and a pool. Can you share that with our with our listeners?
1: Yeah, you know, I share that because I think it's a story that that almost all of us can can relate to in some shape, form, or fashion. Either we've been that toddler that was standing on the edge of a pool, afraid to jump in, or we've been one of those parents that spent hours begging their child, jump in, ju- trust me, I'll catch you, jump in, jump in. And you you know, everybody can relate to that story. You can, you can picture that in your mind, a child standing on the edge of a pool and a parents in, in the pool, they're in the shallow end of the pool, maybe right off the steps. And the child is standing there and you can tell the child wants to jump, but the child is afraid to. And no matter how close the parent gets or how much the parent uh, promises them, they'll catch them. Everything will be okay. It's almost as if nothing the parent says is going to overcome the fear for that child. They're always going to be afraid to jump in no matter what the parent says, no matter where the parent stands, no matter if you're in the deep end or the shallow end, none of that matters. That fear is going to be there for that child until that child takes the first action and that's jumping into the pool. Now they're going to jump into the pool. And of course, mom or dad, whoever's there, they're going to catch them. They're going to let their face get a little wet and then they're going to come up, you know, and, and then, you can almost, I mean, you know what's going to happen next. That child is going to say what? Let's do it again. Let's do it again, you know. And the next time, maybe they're jumping off the steps the first time, first two or three times. And then the next thing you know, well, then that child wants to jump off the side of the swimming pool into the water. And then they want to move on down to the deep end. Let's jump into that. And before you know it, they're jumping off the diving board. And, and so it's, those little, it's little actions, but it's action. And again, for that child, n- nothing anyone can say, nothing anyone can do for them that's going to eliminate that fear for them until they take that action of jumping and leadership's the same way nothing your team will say to you nothing your boss will say to you none of that will overcome your fear until you take some of those small steps of action to you know to lead the team and then you'll start to overcome your fear
0: yeah and and with that what comes to mind with action to me is repetition right because You've got to be willing to take that first step, that first step off the edge of the pool to really realize that it was false evidence appearing real. There was right. really nothing too scary about that in reality. And once you did it, you want to, you know, I don't know if you want to hop up and go off the deep end on the diving board or be a cliff diver. But you're like, oh, you know what? That, that wasn't so bad. And now I just need more cycles, right? I need more experience. I need more cycles of learning. I need more opportunities to confront fear head on and to exercise this muscle uh, that is this decision-making muscle, this understanding the environment, understanding our team, understanding what the challenge is and making the best decision or taking the best action that, needs to be taken in that situation, knowing there's a chance, there is a, a, a possibility. And if you do enough of this, you're going to, to have this happen. You're going to be wrong and you're, you're going to make mistakes. And then when that happens, don't let the, don't let the, the mistake cause more fear and cause that to paralyze you even more. You chalk that up to, if I wouldn't have done anything, that's a mistake right there because I did not address the issue. I did not solve the problem. I did not take an action. Therefore, by taking those actions, even though it maybe wasn't the right one, you were successful in solving or working to solve the problem. And you're going to be better for it next time.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we've we shared on this podcast, um, uh, I believe it might have been uh, episode number five or six or so, we've shared on this podcast, how to deal with failure, right? So, so you've made a mistake, you failed, learn from it and take different action. And so in this mode of taking action, you took some action. It happened to be the wrong action, the wrong step, or you did something wrong, learn from that. And then what do you do? Take another step of action. Now it's going to be a different step of action this time because you've learned from that mistake, but you're just like you say, it's the repetition you're taking that, you know, small steps of action and repetition and, And honestly, that's what's convinced me over all these years that action is the one thing to overcome uh, fear is because as I've repeated that over and over and over again and beyond the years, it's just, uh, it's convinced me that when I am fearing something, the best way for me to overcome that is just to take action against it. Um, And so, you know, it's that repetition over years and years, as you're saying, it's convinced me of that. Yeah,
0: it's, it's exactly the case. Uh, So. Take action. Take action frequently and often. The repetition is going to give you the experience that you need. If you make a mistake, don't worry about it. Keep keep taking those actions. Keep doing it. Learn from the mistake, and you will be much less likely to repeat it in the future. But those series of things, the repetition, the taking the action, the learning from the mistakes, those things... And, and constant cycle are what's going to make you an effective leader, a leader that people want to work with and work for because they know, come good, bad, right or wrong, you're going to push the ball down the field and right. work to solve the problem. And sometimes when you throw up those hail marys, it gets batted down. It gets yeah. batted down, and um, you know what? You you, you live to f- to play another down. You still got a shot. So. I think that's a great conversation. Is there, is there anything else we need to touch on here or do we need to wrap up this topic?
1: No, I think the thing to say here, you know, again, just take action and, and recognize we're not talking about these huge, you know, big steps of, of action, like, you know, change your business or, or no, we're just taking incremental steps. And these are incremental steps that directly address the fears that you're facing, right? Um, I'm fearful of how my team might perceive me. All right, well, let's take some action. Meet with your team. Have some one-on-ones with your team members. Have a staff meeting on a regular basis. Let your team get to know you. Take that action, and that's going to relieve this fear that you have around, how does my team perceive me? Well, take action and let them get to know you, and those fears will be overcome at that point. right? Right. So just take small action.
0: Absolutely. Uh, great discussion. I think that's, um was very helpful to me just to, to, to think about this again. It's not something that we actively think about um, every day, but just to recollect these things, I hope it was helpful for our listeners. And it made me think about a couple of things that I can do better as well, just to make sure that I'm staying very intentional around taking action. So great conversation. Let's go ahead and transition to behind the scenes for the week. So Michael, what is going on my friend with uh, you and your online business?
1: Well, as you can imagine, uh, over the last few weeks, uh, and as we got into the new year, I've shared a number of times that one of the big things I'm trying to do with the business is just to get better known, right? In the internet world, get more people to know, like, and trust me. And so a lot of the actions I've been taking behind the scenes are, are in an effort to do just that. And so I have a a couple of things that uh that I've been doing of late. I've been really reaching out to other people in the podcasting world uh for to for the sake of trying to get them on my podcast as guest appearances on the rookie leaders podcast, but also uh reaching out to them for the purpose of trying to get into their podcast as well. And I for obvious reasons, right? Now that begins to share me with their audience as well. And so I have a couple of uh, a wins from this week in in doing just that I, I recorded a back before Christmas I recorded a podcast episode with Kingsley grant he's also in the leadership space and has his own podcast. I was actually on his podcast as well uh, but uh that podcast just aired this past week and it's already becoming one of the most popular podcasts in you know in all of the episodes that I have and that's because I shared the episode with my audience but Kingsley also you know, shared the episode with his audience as well. And so already in that one episode, I'm getting in front of other people, other, you know, audiences that until I'd taken that action, I wasn't going to get in front of them. Uh, and then also this week, I had a great interview with, a, with another person in the leadership space. His name is Amir Ganad, uh, And that podcast episode is going to air uh, in early February. But again, you can just see, it's just getting me in front of more audiences. Yes, it's my podcast. And I'm going to share it with my audience, but they're going to share it with their audience as well. So uh, you know, as this kind of grassroots effort to uh make connections with other people in sim similar industry and get in front of their audience, then you can see that the audience grows and more people get to know, like, and trust me over time as I do that. So had two great wins in doing that this week and and uh just wanted to share that.
0: No, that's good stuff. I, I love the way that you're being Intentional about you know this whole no like and trust uh, dynamic and, and and challenge or struggle that we both face the way that you're inserting yourself to be an interview guest and to have interviews I think it's phenomenal I think your interview with uh, Kingsley Grant I listened to it I know before before you published it and it just came out uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent I thought it was excellent and I think your your signature talk of the golden rule in leadership is, is phenomenal and is perfect for what you bring to an interview on someone else's show. And, uh, I think that's such a, it's a well-crafted, uh, piece that you have and, and the story that right. you tell around the golden rule, that it's such a novel, basic concept, but how it's applied and how, right. and how you can really think about that differently in terms of how you are as a leader. I think it's great. I can't wait to have you on my podcast to uh, go over that um, with my audience. And and just saying that, I don't know if you've heard of it, but have you ever heard maybe, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but have you ever heard of Squadcast? What? Squadcast, no. you, know, so, you know, squad and Marine Corps, the Army. Right, but,
1: I, I know what a squad
0: is. I, I know you do. I'm just making sure our, our listeners do. Um, but it's squadcast.fm. And I've been thinking about this. And, and as you were talking about interviews and being intentional, um, right. I, pull, I pulled it up. And I created a kind of a trial, uh, trial account. And what it is, is it's a, it's a mechanism for when you invite people to interviews and you conduct the interview, it's, it's the portal and the mechanism for which they, you conduct the interview. Right? Okay. So right. Uh, I, know, I know we use Zoom. And mm-hmm. we're on Zoom now and recording this through Zoom into our roadcaster pro onto an s d card and and all that but um when you when you send an interview request out and you you're booking an interview with a mean i i think you did' a, you did one yeah. on his show or he did one on your show
1: hes did He, he re- we recorded one for my show
0: okay so um you're recording one uh for your show with a mean you send out this this through Squadcast, it sends him a cool email. It gives him the portal to log into. It has all of the all of the kind of um, the the things that he needs to think about when being an interview on your show about his, you know, mic and things like that. And then it records it in a in a very uh, uh, podcast friendly uh, recording and wave file that is you know the separate tracks, yours and his. That you can then download. And I just thought it was pretty cool. So I'm thinking about giving this a try.
1: Wow. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of the the overhead of doing that is, is cumbersome sometimes, right. you know, I mean, here you and I are both, are, we have real jobs and then yeah. we got things on the side and we got families as well. Uh, and so any means by which we can make some of this overhead, this administrative right. work easier Uh, is a big deal. And
0: I think Uh, it's fairly inexpensive too. I think, I think there's a free one that you can do to try it out. And then there's like an entry level plan, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to work. Here's what I'm going to do. And just from a behind the scenes standpoint, I'm going to reach out and try to get on both of our calendars, a a time where I can interview you on your golden rule. And I'm going to do it through Squadcast.
1: Well, I know this week, this coming week, you're going to get an email from me oh, okay. about being on the rookie leaders as well. So uh, awesome. That's uh, and yeah, I'll definitely check out the squadcast. That sounds pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. So I'm just thinking about ways that, and I know you and I uh, on some of our recordings on these, on, from the behind the scenes standpoint, uh, some of the recordings have been less than stellar due to drift and due to different uh, dynamics just with recording and network and, and what squadcast does is it it optimizes the con, the connection if there's a if there's an interruption it salvages that it stops it creates the session it it protects from all of those all of those possibilities that could go wrong on an interview that's kind of wow. what they yeah. talk about anyway yeah. um having not used it I, I can't give you any firsthand knowledge other than what i've read and looked at their looked at their um tutorials and things but um it looks pretty cool and if if we're going to do interviews this might be a mechanism that can you send it out it sends your your interviewee a very cool email right. here's where you log in here's where you show up and we're going to take it from there so i think i'll yeah. try this with um with when you and i get together i've yeah. even i've even thought about this in terms of how do we record this podcast right i thought about it don't know yeah.
1: Definitely, I mean, it, it, especially if it can help to overcome the administrative stuff as well as the technical stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh man, that's that's a big deal for us.
0: So anyway, that that's one of the behind the scenes things that made me when you were talking about your interviews made me yeah. think about that. So yeah, take a look at that, and then um, uh, I know I know we talked about a, a podcast um, called Online Course Master. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, Online Course Masters. That um, I kind of stumbled across. And maybe start thinking about the whole know like and trust and getting getting known. And a lot of our guests or a lot of our, um, our listeners, rather, I'm sure, have heard of the 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 training site Udemy. And I've I've taken many courses on Udemy myself because a it's just very inexpensive. You can get courses for ten bucks, ten to twenty dollars, and and right. some of them are very good and if you're looking to to learn a niche topic or something specific you can find it there and one of the things i've been just told through through the last year or two that i've paid attention to it is is do not host a course on Udemy because you lose control of the pricing you lose control of uh, the students they're not yours you, you don't ha- that's not your your asset your resource and don't do that. But then I'm thinking about the challenges that that I have, and I think both of us have, are are this, how do we get better known and how do we build an audience if you don't have an audience, right? It's kind of the the chicken or the egg. And I I think Udemy gives gives me an opportunity to put a small niche course out there that has a built-in 50 million people on this on this site and portal looking for courses that you can also opt into their promotional promotional um, program where you you right. click a button and then, then you lose total control. They'll set the pricing. They will offer the discounts you, but what they do in turn is they promote it, they market it, they do all that stuff and there's no, no effort from you, but, it right. starts to put it in front of people that we wouldn't have access to otherwise. So, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, sugge- I'm not suggesting big. it's a long term plan, but I think it could be a way to start getting some traction with people we don't already have.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big audience. I mean, as yeah. you say, I'm sure all of our listeners have heard of Udemy before, and so it's a pretty big audience. And there's a, a an advertising machine, if you will, uh, that they have that they're putting into into place. And and yeah, I think the you know the big thing that And you and I talked about it before we hit record here. The big thing to do is just to, as a business owner here, just make sure that you we're not building our entire business on Udemy, right? Right. Where such that they make some changes to their business model or something that really upsets ours. And and to your point, all of our audience is not on Udemy. And so as long as you use Udemy for the purpose of uh, getting exposed to a bigger audience, and you have the mechanisms in your courses to Drive them back to your platform, your your particular website, leader dot com, or is it s? I can't no, Aer- aerospaceleader.com. Aerospaceleader.com. dot com. So as long as you're using it that way to get in front of the audience and drive them back to your platform, then you're in good shape, right? There can't be a downside really to that. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit of revenue from it, but again, your main purpose is get in front of an audience, getting on. Uh, by that audience and get them over to your platform. Uh, so to me, yeah, that sounds uh, great. As I mentioned to you before we jumped on and, and hit record, I'm right behind you, man. Get in there, see how it goes, and yeah. man, I'm right behind you if it works out well. Yeah, I think it's uh,
0: it It won't take a lot. And, and both of us have some courses already developed that we could uh, right. m- maybe modify a little bit or, you know, do a different intro video to or something because Udemy has some requirements where you have to have, I think a minimum of 30 minutes of video and you have to have five sections. And, and, um, but, but they have a, a free course for potential instructors to go through that teaches you all that. So you and I are pretty sharp guys. I mean, we've been doing this stuff for a while and there's a lot of courses on Udemy that I looked at just over the last year or two going, man, that's I'm not overly impressed with some of this stuff. And, and I think, um, there are some courses on there that are very narrow and very shallow, very niche that they don't have to cut co- you don't have to cover a uh, a very huge topic. You can cover just a little slice, a little mm-hmm. how teach kind of one or two fundamentals about something and that's a course on Udemy and they're selling mm-hmm. 10 to 20 bucks and it it's, it also serves as a validation, right? Are we creating content that is drawing interest and, and interest in terms of someone's paying $10 for something, that means there's interest and it, and it serves as a validation point for then how do you then leverage that to grow your business outside of Udemy?
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, I mean, so it's it's even bigger than just I'm getting in front of another audience, but it's also I'm getting in front of an audience and I'm getting on top of that validation. Correct. And it's the best possible validation there is. And that's when someone takes out their wallet and spends money, right? That's the best possible validation that you can have as a content creator that says, right. yes, people want the content I'm creating because they've spent money for it. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's a good point. And so I, I'm all in with you. I mean, I, I really like the idea of using Udemy to, to get in front of the audience and to validate some of the content that we have and then drive them over to our website as well. So again, as long as we steer clear of, building our business on top of their platform, then I think we're in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah, because they would control a lot of things and, and we have to make control of our businesses. But that is that is the little, you know, little rest stop or off ramp on this journey that we're on that could serve some value and some validation and some and some purpose for what we're trying to do. So good stuff. Um, one thing I want to update our listeners on is I've made this commitment to share my email list progress. and. I think I started. I don't know what I was at fifteen, maybe fifteen when we
1: started. Um, I'm at eight. But I want, I want I want you to know that this commitment you've made to our audience, I see it differently. Right? Uh, you've made a commitment to um, <laughs> to tell them your progress. I see it as if you're bragging about the gap that you continue to uh, to expand between your audience and my audience.
0: Well, yeah, and I view see, and I view it as um, a way to say. Come on Michael, let's let's go now. We can get we can get some more on your list too. I'm I'm, I'm all after it. Let's do it. So I, it's not like I have thousands on my email list. I have, let me see drum roll please. I don't know if I have that on my Roadcaster Pro. No, that's not a drum roll. Uh, that's going to Well, that's going to have to be the drum roll. 82. 82 is what I'm on. I had this this spurt of of uh goodness that happened when I when I posted the MRO mini course. From December 13th through, I'd say, um, December 20th, I had probably 60 signups, and I just need to recreate that magic.
1: you got to go back and dig in. Oh, you're and, right. And see what you were doing there and do more of that.
0: You are right. But uh, 82, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm very happy. If I could fit 82 people into my, into my living room, like we talk about, that'd be a pretty impressive group.
1: Absolutely it would. Yeah. When you bring, when you look at it from a standpoint of, yeah, you've got 82, but what if I had a crowd of 82 exactly. and I was teaching this content? Well, that's a big deal.
0: That's a, that's a nice, uh, um, um, not a ballroom, but a, a big conference room at a hotel, right? That's Absolutely. a, that's yes. a, that's a good, good size audience. What about you? How's your email list
1: coming along? Well, see, I'm still stuck at 65. See, that's why you continue to grow this gap. So I've got to put together <laughs> something. Uh, to uh, to catch up for sure. So
0: everyone out there listening to my voice, go to credible dot com. Not only will you find tremendous value, content, blog posts, all kind of good stuff that Michael's doing. You can sign up for his email list and help close the gap.
1: Because, yeah, and you'll help me catch up. That's that's Steve it. You're killing me here. That's right. And- I mean, you see the the abuse I have to face every week as we get on the podcast. He just likes to brag about the fact that he's got a bigger list than me. But it, so, yeah, help me out here. Help me out.
0: Absolutely. So ke- catch up, catch up with catch up with me, Michael. You need some help. Please go out there and support Michael and his in his journey. So uh, all that said, we're having a good time with it. We're having some fun with it. And that that's mainly what's going on with me behind the scenes. Any, any, other, any other things for you, or do you want to start wrapping this up?
1: No, we can wrap it up. But, i you know, I, I will say that uh, it is all in good fun with our email list. And everybody means so much more to both of us than just a number on an email list. That's for sure. Um, but you can bet everything you've got that the day I catch up with you, and, the, and especially the day I surpass you, I'm going to be bragging about it here, just like you are. So, oh boy, uh, just just know that it's coming. Uh, that I can't, I can't wait, can't wait. Right, well, so let's wrap up for our folks. Our call to action: so definitely related to fear, take action, right? You just got to take action. Take those small incremental steps of action. That's going to overcome that fear. You're you're never going to eliminate fear, but you can overcome it. And so just know that there's hope in overcoming it. Picture yourself as that child on, in the swimming pool. Take a small step of action. And before you know it, you'll be jumping off the diving board or, 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 or rock diving, whatever, you know, cliff diving, whatever it might be. Take action. And then certainly for our behind the scenes, we're, uh, as, as we just talked about, doing everything that we can to, to be better known, liked, and trusted in the internet world. And so share the podcast with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers that you know, head over to leaderpreneurshow.com. That's where you'll find the show notes and all the other episodes and share the content with everyone that you see. And then next week, we're going to be talking about, let me let me see. So this is going to be episode number 15. Next week will be episode number 16, I believe. And next week, we're going to be talking about the three phases of a team, the three phases of a team. Anytime you change the team whether it's the leader that's changing or significant members of the team is changing, that team's gonna go through these three phases and we'll talk about those next week in the podcast. Until we speak again from Stephen and I both, be blessed and lead well.